Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another brand new episode of the Collider Games podcast. My name is Denson. I'm in studio with Josh Revers. And also through the magic of Skype, Caboose. How are you doing, Caboose? Doing good. Doing good. Again, I, I was saying right before we went live, I'm on the tail end of a cold. So if I sound a little weird, I apologize. See, but we appreciate you coming on board. Just yeah. Even of course. powering through your sickness <laughs> to talk games. Um, yes. Like I said, we mentioned like a week or two ago, things are starting to heat up. Now we're getting into oh, the, yeah. the prime video game season. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. Today, a very big game dropped, Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. We had posted Ooh. a review, uh, me, uh, Nick, and Tom, who, if you guys aren't familiar, Nick is actually one of the developers here at Collider. He's working on a bunch of things that we're doing, one of them being t- Twin Peaks VR. Uh, Tom is was a, is, a, is a writer for the Collider.com website, and he uh, reviewed the game for the website. So we had a video review if you guys want to check that out. But uh, c- came out late last night. Have either one of you guys played it yet? I, no, I, never, I, I never got the code. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I don't think I'm leaning towards buying the game. Mm-hmm. It's just, I am unfortunately in the same boat. It's just not not, not it doesn't look like it's going to be the kind of thing that I would enjoy at yep. full, at full price because I think you said it best to me a couple weeks ago it's, or, or like a week or two ago. Mm. It's like a it's more of an experience mm. like you said. And I I'm I'd love to have the experience but not for $60. Yeah. So this game came out at midnight last night. People started downloading, people started playing it. I I saw some cool videos of the collector's edition that had the full on uh BB, which is the bridge baby. <laughs> yes. That's uh, crazy. That was kind of cool. <laughs> uh, but, you know, this game, like we mentioned before, is, I think, it's going to be, people are saying uh, the most divisive game of the year. I'm like, that's for sure. This mm-hmm. is definitely yes. going to be, I'm going to be, I think it's one of the most divisive game in years. Like, this is a I game agree. that was highly hyped from, uh, uh, you know, a legendary creator. Yes. Uh, Hideo Kojima. Yeah, and then you, God. 
you have <laughs> you have these you know i was quite surprised because when we did our video right we we hadn't seen what anyone else said we just told people how we felt about mm-hmm. the yeah. game yeah. and we were very truthful i think all three of us were were not very high on it we talked about the good things which were the visuals and the story, atmosphere, atmosphere story. graphics, sound, music, all that stuff. But all of us kind of agreed that it really wasn't that fun to play. Mm. Um, and you're you're kind of, and then we were very surprised because then later we saw a few reviews that echoed our sentiments. But then we saw some that were like ten out of ten, nine out of ten. You know what I mean? Hideo like, Kojima can't yes. go wrong. Um, so, but. So far, at least what I've been seeing is most of the users are coming more down on our side. Yeah, the user the user score is not looking. It's good. like six point something. Mm, yeah, mm. and I think it's going to get worse in the, in, in, the, in the coming weeks. Right yeah. now, yeah, right now on Metacritic, so it's sitting at five hundred ninety-seven positive reviews, forty-five mixed reviews, and five hundred one negative reviews. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. With a user score with a user score of six point four. That is very divisive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, and I'm not knocking the people who who, who like it and really like, you know, whatever. I'm just saying like when when I started playing I was like this is not going to translate well over to especially to, to certain uh, certain gamers, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They're used to a certain play way, yeah. It's weird. It feels like this is like it's like art house film if you will. Yeah. Um where mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's that genre of film that Anybody who's really into film would be like, oh, my God, this stuff is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, for instance, you look at something like The Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Any, any general audience member is going to go and see that movie and be like, what? <laughs> you know? Exactly, and I don't yeah. know I don't know if it's that exact translation mm-hmm. with Death Stranding. I feel like there are a lot of general consumers who may find some enjoyment in this game. But it's just from what I can tell, honestly, everything I was worrying about for this game seems to be the biggest complaint. Even in the good reviews, mm-hmm. people are saying – yeah, the gameplay's not so good, but the story is amazing. And that's kind of what I thought going in. Like, everything that I was seeing for Death Stranding, especially when they first showed the gameplay, I was like, you know, that doesn't look too good. But, I mean, like, the story's probably going to be great because mm-hmm. it's Kojima. And now, you know, Kojima's saying that him and his studio, they're eventually going to make movies. And it's like, maybe that's what they should have just done. You yeah, know, maybe they should have just made a film at this point, you know? That would have been I think that would have been better or a series cuz yeah. I mean it's six, it's it's big game so Cuz there's a series just no doubt been, been better, yeah. There's just no doubt that Kojima is a masterclass storyteller. Mm-hmm. Like the guy knows how to mm-hmm. tell a good story. He's done it with Metal Gear. It's just I I'm not entirely sure if the game plays up the snuff and that I, I haven't played the game so I can't provide a fully educated opinion. I'm just going off of what I see in the reviews and maybe I should buy the game and just play it for myself to get my own opinion on it. It's just Everything I was worrying about this game seems to be the biggest complaint about it, and that's the gameplay is not very fun. Yeah, and the thing is, and I mentioned this, I think, on the review, is that, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 was criticized for kind of a similar thing. Right. In terms of like, oh, well, it's kind of more story than gameplay, and the gameplay is not that different. This is miles oh, away yeah. from Red, Red Dead. Red Dead too. had way more gameplay. Yes, <laughs> than, than this. Yes. Um, so anyone you know knocking Red Dead for for, and I didn't because I think it's a masterpiece, and I thought it was a great balance between the two for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Rockstar has always been very good at that, to be fair. There, there's no way anyone can come away and say there's more to do in Death Stranding so, than Red Dead. So, so, Dennis, let me ask you because you've played both. So you can you can answer me this question because the reason that I don't agree when people say that about Red Dead is in Red Dead at any time – I can just be like, you know what? I don't want to do the story. I want to go rob a convenience store mm-hmm. and have mm-hmm. fun. I can do that at any time. Is there anything like that in Death Stranding? Is there any of that feeling of this is my open world, this is my sandbox to do whatever I so please? Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> Meaning the side quests are just more deliveries. Oh, yeah. You, okay. So, <laughs> so, so, so basically you have to deliver this cargo for story reasons – um, to different locations, and yeah. that is the main gameplay, and that's the thing that people have issues with, including myself. It's a, it's a walking simulator. I mean, mm. there's variation in terms of you know you can get different vehicles, you can get yeah. you know different w- weapons. Like you throw the grenades, you have this gun, but it's not the gun isn't like the typical like you know bang 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 shoot a bunch of people so there are these right. different things and there's side missions to deliver stuff to other mm-hmm. locations you know but it's not like yeah there's there's <laughs> it's, it's linear in that path and there's imagine, the, yeah, yeah it's weird it's this open world that doesn't feel very open sure if you want to you can go to other places but you're probably not going to find anything but there's yeah there's no like people to talk to there's no you know what i mean your interactions with npcs are very limited and you know what i mean it's 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 actually a, a very linear game to in, put in this open world. So It, it kind of reminds me of a game called Firewatch, if you guys have ever heard of that or played that, which was an, in, yes. it, it's, uh, it was an indie game where essentially you are a, a park ranger and uh, it's uh, the only mechanic is really walking around, but you're uncovering the story and experiencing the story that mm-hmm. way. So, I mean, the stories, uh, you know, and the characters and all, graphics, all that stuff is great. It's just... I just don't see and, – and, and I wonder what the, the kind of the fallout for this type of game will be, right? Something very, very hype, something involving – you know, you're talking about very well-known actors slash personalities in Norman yeah, Reedus, yeah. Leia Sadu, Guillermo del Toro, Nicholas Winnie-Rekman. You know, you, this is high-profile type of stuff. And it's the first yep. thing that their production uh, company is coming yeah. out with. So this is going to affect their shares and stocks for sure. Um, but, I mean, so far it's indecisive, so I don't know. I guess we'll see what the sales numbers are like mm-hmm. in yeah. terms of how many people are buying this game. It is just really interesting that, and and you know what? I'm kind of happy that that PlayStation fans, in in all of their years of anything that comes from PlayStation, is nothing short of incredible. Are saying, you know what? Like this isn't that great. I, I'm I'm glad that this game came out and nobody was wearing the rose tinted glasses. Mm-hmm. Nobody was just saying it was great because of the sake of it being Hideo Kojima, it being a PlayStation exclusive. I I'm I just I, I think I got to experience it for myself. I, you know, the more that I talk about its divisiveness, the more that I actually do want to play it, which is weird for you me. Should, so, you uh, should at least the thing is is like what happens is I think uh, from what I've been reading and from uh, Nick and Tom here, like yeah, about thirty forty hour game experience. I've I've played about I think eight hours. Mm-hmm. The the thing is is the variance in what you can do is so 
little. You know what I mean? Like, well, you, you told me the one day you played for I think three hours and you punched one guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that was it or something. <laughs> yeah, that was your entire interaction for like the first three hours of the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The first two hours is and it's not a spoiler is that it's mostly cutscenes. The first two hours mm. you play about Which fifteen is crazy. minutes. Yeah. And that's why you know <laughs> it's, it's a, it, it works as a story. Like, just give me. That as a television series, exactly. Yeah, break yeah. it up into hour-long really, segments. I don't really you know. know if you need the gameplay there. So this is what those the, content yeah. creators. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, but those content creators that make those videos of certain so-and-so game all cutscenes. I was probably about, had was, a field day. <laughs> I was about to bring that up. That was literally <laughs> the thing I was about to say. I was like, "This is one of those things where I'm going to see millions of views on YouTube for someone who's compiled the, the movie, Death Stranding the movie. No one's going to buy the game. Everyone's just going to go on YouTube and watch the movie. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So, yeah. I mean, what do you guys think this will ultimately end up doing? Let's say for Hideo for. Sony for PlayStation Four. What's going to be kind of? Uh, I don't think it's going to affect Sony too okay, much because yeah, they have so many other yeah, exclusives. Yeah, I don't. I see. I mean, it's definitely going to affect Hideo Kojima's brand and his name. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see his company going bankrupt from this. You know, mm-hmm. for, by any means. Like, I don't. Yeah. I just don't see him mm-hmm. r- raking in money to be able to pump out another game anytime mm-hmm. soon. Like I feel like we're gonna it's gonna be years till we see another game from that uh, production unless they've been working on something in the background that we don't know about you know mm-hmm. yeah you know it's it's difficult to think because I also often wonder like what did the cancellation of Silent Hills have any impact on the creation of this game you know mm-hmm. did this was this was Death Stranding the sloppy seconds if you will of what Kojima wanted to make and where his passion really was especially considering that they were making that silent hill game with norman reedus mm-hmm. you know w- were we to expect something of m- much greater quality from that and because he wasn't able to pursue that he ended up saying okay well you know this was another idea that i had so let's make this instead because that's our only option uh, and and i wonder i mean i don't think this is going to have too big of an impact on kojima mm-hmm. like, like like i said every review for the most part is saying that from a storytelling standpoint, this game is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like the game tells a really good story. There's some great metaphors in there and yes. there's a nice, you know, there's a nice outlook on society, if you will, and people and social media and all that stuff. So that stuff sounds like it's all intact there and that Kojima delivered on that front. It's just from a gameplay standpoint, it looks like it doesn't hold up. So I don't see this affecting him too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just like Josh said, we're not going to see another game from Kojima for a long while now so we're just going to have to wait and see what his next product ends up being and i think you will have especially from the more casual fans uh more of a hesitation or or Mm. yes uh yeah a little i can actually almost see it doing kind of well for casual fans for casual gamers because of the lack of gameplay like it's a lot easier for (laughs) but no the thing is it's hard no but it's hard it's 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 hard. That's the pro- look. This is the, <laughs> the problem. walking is hard. Yes. Oh wow. That is the thing. So you think okay, you're just walking to it. it's easy. You're gonna like no, balance no, no. the things. Yes. Oh my god. So it's tedious. Yes. Very tedious. Oh wow. Yes. I could, well, yeah, because yeah. I've seen. So you have to like you have to balance the items on your back. Yes. You can't drop or damage packages. Yes. The you know, like the, there seems to be a lot in there, which. I don't mind, you know, Red Dead, if we're going to go back to that, Red Dead 2 had a lot of taking care of yourself and making sure that your horse is clean and all that fun stuff. But I feel from this game versus that, 
it's just not as interesting the the interactive experience of it like do i really want to be balancing a bunch of packages on my back up a hill and soothing baby this is weird i i i have to play it i don't want to i don't want to no, you should i think yeah i think everyone should play it but i'm just yeah. I'm just I don't want to keep knocking on the game without having my own opinion on it. You know, I don't want to say that the game is bad because I don't know that. I could play it and come on the podcast next week or something and be like, um, yeah. Uh, this is my favorite game A week of ago, time. me in the past, I, you're an idiot. This game is incredible. Um, I'll but put money I, that I you'll not be saying that. I'll be putting money on that. <laughs> well, we'll I, see. I, I can we'll see. see. I'm, I can I'm see. Have to get my hands on it. I can see how this game could do well with certain people because uh, there was a discussion I was having yesterday with a friend, which is we're getting less and less fun games, like mm. and more and more like suspenseful games, horror. Like I mean, there is fun in the suspense, and there's right. fun in the horror, and there's fun in the action. But there are less games that are just like I, I think of platformers that are just straight up fun. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to be stressed out trying to like sneak around certain things. There's just straight up right. fun gameplay mechanics, and we're getting less of that. But this be- one is taking it to a different degree, though, because it it's like mostly just stress. Oh wow, yeah, because because you're like I, I got to balance this thing. But that's like Souls. Souls yeah. is mostly stress. Like for but me, playing Dark, playing Dark Souls that's is the most true. stressful experience I've ever had in my life. But is there yeah. catharsis in that though? Because well, you're actually doing true. something. When, well, there's no ca- there's no catharsis in this other than when you. True. Drop off a package. I was about to say, yeah, I put myself through that stress for when I do beat the boss, and I have that moment of like where I'm crying, where I'm like, I've earned this. <laughs> I fucking yeah. earned this. But so, in yeah, fairness, true, yeah. Conan O'Brien is in it, and yeah. you can wear an otter. Costume. <laughs> you can wear an otter. Costume. So I think it's, a, I think it's a ten out of ten. And, and swim like an otter <laughs> when you wear the suit. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So some of the other big news that happened this week. Well, actually, this happened. We taped our last week's uh, episode with uh, Markiplier, and we actually taped it on Thursday. Mm -hmm. And so we actually missed the news that happened on Friday. And one of the big big things was that uh, Overwatch Two was announced Mm -hmm. at BlizzCon. They, you know, released a trailer, a gameplay trailer, I think a cinematic trailer, and also kind of detailed. You know, there's going to be new story missions. There's There's a Toronto map. Oh, yeah. oh, is there? Okay, There's a, nice. There is. The, the main char- it's cool. The main character of the story is Canadian. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Which is awesome. Um, there's going to be a new PvP mode called Push. There's going to be new maps, multiple, multiple new heroes. I wish uh, Dorian was on because he's mm-hmm. the big, big Overwatch player. Do you guys? Do either one of you guys play Overwatch? I, I, played, I played some of Overwatch 1, but I can see myself playing Overwatch 2 more. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, wasn't really my, it wasn't really my cup of tea. Uh, okay. For like the third person, sh- uh, I, I don't. I don't enjoy third person shooters in a competitive realm. You mean if you first will. person or isn't isn't it third person? Yeah, it is third person. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't really enjoy third person games. No, it's, for, it's first. Uh, person. Oh, that's it right. First that's right. Per- no, first person. Then I have no. Yeah, yeah. Then I have no excuse. Yeah. I have literally <laughs> now, no, for, Fortnite no is third excuse, person. Yeah. And that's yes. what I was oh, wow. it. And I played yeah. a lot of that, so now I'm just looking like an ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying, though. I mean, I, I, so I did play a lot of Overwatch mm-hmm. um, at, a, at a certain point in, in my gaming life. Mm-hmm. I was really into it. Um, but then I sort of dropped off. I can't really remember when. It was it was around when they started releasing some of the newer characters when I stopped playing. Um, but I still I, – I liked this game. I thought it was a lot of fun. But the only thing I ever thought was missing was, man, there's there's like – Every time they do this, you know, they, they release these cool like eight to ten minute trailers for a character on the roster 
and it gives them like a story and there's like information there and lore there that I feel like they could capitalize on and I never I never wondered why they didn't. And that's the one thing missing from Overwatch I think is that there is a really cool story I feel to be told and they're just not telling it mm-hmm. when they could. So now they're saying Overwatch 2 will have PvE and there will be stuff like that. I don't know if there's going to be a dedicated story mode. But I really hope so because there's some really cool lore here that they should expand upon. Yeah, there's, uh, there's, uh, there's kind of like a dedicated uh, story mode where you're doing like the hero missions, mm-hmm. um, which will be story based. They'll have an intro and an outro. Um, yeah, and, you'll, and I think those are four. Those are four people teams playing the doing the story missions, the, the hero missions. Right. Uh, so it's kind of like what I do. Like, first of all, my initial response to uh, the Overwatch Two trailer was why. Why have a sequel? And then I obviously did some research into it, and I was like, okay, it's really like they've added so much. It's not like FIFA or any of the sport games where they're just releasing it with right. new, new textures, uh, and it's slightly smoother. This is they've added so much uh, different things. What I like as well is that it's um, from what I was reading up. You can Overwatch uh, if you have Overwatch, and you don't, and, and you, in theory, by the looks of things, you can play with Overwatch two players as well on some of the old maps. Like they want everyone to. I could be wrong, right? I'm, I could be, but by, yeah, by the looks of things, I know that your uh, your cosmetics and stuff transfer over to Overwatch too. Yeah, but they're saying it, that it feels like this is more of an expansion, though, yeah. like just a big expansion than an actual true sequel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, here, oh, sorry, here's the quote I'm looking for. Yeah, so if you have Overwatch, you can still play Overwatch two maps. So if you have Overwatch and Overwatch two, you guys can still uh, play okay. with each other. You just can't play the 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 hero missions and things like that if you have okay. the first Overwatch. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to get Overwatch two for the story and the, oh. and the push mode and things like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for for multiplayer, you can play Overwatch two maps are going to be available on Overwatch okay. one. Yeah, the three maps they announced: Toronto, Gothenburg, and Monte Carlo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny the the Toronto map has. Red maple trees, ice rinks, and a statue of a <laughs> hockey player in Toronto. Yep. There is uh, so they, Canadian. They got City are they going to drip just maple syrup like from? <laughs> they they from, said they were trying to make the ideal version yeah. of each place, and they had people who are from uh, their their respected areas developing developing it. So the people who made the Toronto map are there are a couple people from Toronto making the Toronto map. The, I think uh, the, the Toronto ma- map features it's it's called Nathan Phillips Square. If you've ever seen, there's the Toronto sign in there, and uh, that's like an actual place. And they got City Hall in the background, like that's an actual place. Oh wow! In Toronto, that's so awesome. it's, it's cool. It's cool. And uh, I'm yeah. going to assume Rio de Janeiro is going to be a map as well because that's where the story takes place. They said the first mission, the first, oh, yeah. first mission takes place there. So I'd assume that's going to be a, a map as well later yeah. on. Yeah, as far as the graphics, they showed player models of, uh, of Overwatch One and versus Overwatch Two. They look better, but it's not like mind blowingly. I mean, Overwatch was never about the polygon count. It yes. was more people like the style of it. Yeah, you know the mm-hmm. anime style of it, and so with that, you don't really need to push too yeah. hard on the graphics. Which uh, I like. One of the things they brought up, which is the fact that the characters have been changed. But uh, only ever so slightly. Like the, the they used the reference of Batman. Like there's been so many different iterations of Batman. But when you see Batman, you know it's Batman. Yeah. And they said a lot of right. the, a lot of the characters are going to be like that, where it's going to be different versions, but they're still clearly that character. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I think that's quite cool. Uh, they also, I think, I think it was smart smart choice to have uh, Overwatch One and Overwatch Two uh, people still be able to play together. You know, for, yeah. for people so that if you can't afford the game right away, you can slowly, and you're not losing progress or anything. Uh, they added. For the, I think the hero missions, they now added the ability for you to almost like skill trees. Like you can, uh, 
upgrade your upgrade like yeah. the, you can choose what that's ability awesome. you can choose what abilities to unlock for your hero but that's only for the hero missions uh, for pvp they're no, keep, no. Yeah. they're they're keeping Can't it do that for PvP. they're keeping it the so way it's been the, yeah the the thing that i now wonder because of what you're saying here because people who have overwatch 1 can play the pvp overwatch 2 stuff um now i wonder is how much is overwatch 2 really going to cost because if you're going to give me a full price game on Overwatch 2, you really have to justify that the PvE content is worth that price. Because if all the PvP stuff is essentially a free update for the first game, then or is it a paid thing or is it a free update? I'm going well, the... to assume it's paid because there it comes okay. with, uh, it comes with story missions and hero missions as well as a bunch of new Overwatch heroes which I would imagine No, no, he's talking right, about no, saying... Overwatch 1 players oh, okay. to play with yes. 2. Yeah. I, I'm assuming that's free. If, oh yeah, that's what I'm, yeah, I'm if guessing. You, if as well. Yeah, if you've already got the game, you know, um, I, I I mean I kind of even see in the long run I can see Overwatch releasing the PVE mode free completely. Mm. Sorry, sorry, I mean the PVP mode so, completely free for 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 the sake of making more people get into the esports league. You know, yes, more people getting oh, into. Oh, oh okay. So you're I can, thinking I, they're inevitably going to get to a point where Overwatch One just becomes free apply. Yeah, well, where the PVP is free, like I can hundred percent right. see that. Yeah. Kind of like uh, yeah, for Fortnite right. where the PvP is free and then if you want the mm-hmm. story mode or whatever. Like that. Destiny 2 recently did that yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can see that happening as well. It's just like I said, the thing that I'm wondering is if I have Overwatch 1 and I can get the new PvP additions in Overwatch 2 for free with the first game, then how much are you going to charge me for the second game? Because if it's going to be full price, again, Good question, it's, yeah. it better be justified with the amount of content that's added in there with the story missions, with the upgrading and the skill trees and that new push mode and all that stuff. Like All that stuff better be enough for me to want to spend the full $60 for Overwatch 2. Otherwise, I'll just wait for it to go on sale because I can try out all the PvP stuff in the first game already. Yeah, if that's the case. Hmm. Again, this is all based on an assumption. Yeah. They may charge you for the PvP stuff. I don't know. So all based on a, an yeah. assumption. So the other thing that at uh, BlizzCon big announcement was uh, Diablo 4. Yes. <laughs> so so, so jo- Josh has got oh. the low down on that. What, what are the specifics of this long-awaited Oh, sequel. That's well. Right now, it's nine years. <laughs> nine yeah. years since Diablo three. Which that, that's what Blizzard does, though. Yeah. I mean, their games come out. They work, yeah, work, work on new IPs. Yeah. That like I. I mean, who knows? Maybe after Diablo four, we can finally see a StarCraft three. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, let's let's not talk about that. So they showed in the. There's a beautiful nine minute cinematic trailer. If you haven't seen yet seen it please watch it i've watched it multiple times because mm-hmm. it's beautiful it's dark um cutscenes obviously i mean it's gorgeous blizzard does such a good job with their cgi cutscenes. oh yeah and essentially uh it's the reveal trailer for lilith which will be the main uh main villain which makes sense because if you play diablo 3 you're like well didn't i already kill diablo mm-hmm. <laughs> um so you're going to be fighting uh, lilith in the tra- and then there's a gameplay trailer as well there's a couple you can look around there was a playable demo at blizzcon mm-hmm. uh the three classes that they showed people is the barbarian the sorceress and the druid um there's going to be five classes mm-hmm. in total. Uh, so those are the three so far. I can only speculate that they're probably going to bring back a assassin rogue type, uh, maybe the the necromancer. Um, so they're not really giving us too many new uh, classes because they're all old classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of cool tidbits about the uh, the barbarian here, which I like, is that he can have three weapons, essentially. You can have 
uh, two one-handed weapons in one hand, and then have your you have your uh, your dual wielding weapon on your back, mm-hmm. and then each skill you have that uh, that you have a as a button, for instance, I use a controller like R two L two. Each skill mm-hmm. you have, each active skill is you can link to each weapon you want to use. So if you specifically want to use your R2 skill with your two-handed weapon, it'll automatically bring that out and he'll use that for the R2 skill, if you will. Hmm. So that's really cool. He's the only character that can do that. The sorceress is, if you've played Diablo 3, pretty much the mage. Nothing's really changed there. Looks nice. Um, uh, Yeah. And then there's the druid as well who can essentially summon pets. And I like this. Uh, It can switch between a half bear uh, and half uh, wolf form. And it does it. Automatically, by you doing the skills, you automatically change mm-hmm. into that form and do the skill. You can also have pets, which is cool. Um, for gameplay elements, for anybody who's played Diablo Hardcore, one of the things I hated about Diablo 3 was the fact that any kind of pet skill or summoning skill, was it would take up a slot. And it's like once they're summoned, they're there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So with Diablo 4, they were saying that if you have any of those skills, if you're using pets, they'll summon themselves when they're ready. When their um, cooldown has been reached, it'll mm-hmm. automatically summon. So you have... You can uh, choose a different slot. Uh, you'll have more slots free available, if that makes sense. Uh, it's going to be huge. Uh, open world, which I, I've for these types of games is kind of unheard of. So it's going to be big open world. I think. So there's... what kind of locations? Okay, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big Diablo player because you know the, you know, to me they were just dungeon crawlers. Yeah. Right. Essentially, essentially, I mean, it still is a dungeon crawler, but but. What do you mean by open world? See, that would get me more interested. If you're talking, what 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 does that entail? Well, yeah. I see. So I haven't played. I haven't played the game and seen those things. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would imagine that it's going to be uh, open world in the sense of you're going to have your big open areas where you can, there's going to be your monsters that you can slay as you're running mm-hmm. around. But then obviously, same as Diablo three, like they had those bigger open sections where you're walking around. You'll still have your dungeons. You just got to go to them within yeah, the big open I'm, world. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying you know there's anything wrong with dungeons. I'm just, it, I remember the and, first game was and they, they want to go was, less linear yeah, as well, which is quite the first cool. game was like straight up just dungeon, you know, mm-hmm. dungeons and caverns and Hunt, Hunt, same, yeah, almost the same with Diablo two, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, for me, like I like games that have varied places that you can go to. I mean, like, that's also my question there is how different are the places going to be? Because I know with Diablo 3, the areas were, like, the first two places are essentially on Earth. And then the third place is, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, the fourth place is Heaven, I think. Or no, the third place. No, the third. All I know is they give you, like, these completely Mm -hmm. different areas, which is nice. With this one, we have five big areas. They're big. I wouldn't say completely open world, but they are going to be massive compared to the previous uh, installments, which is nice. And then they're going to have towns, which are essentially social hubs. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of MMO aspects that they're putting in place here where you can go to these social hubs like Destiny, like mm-hmm. a lot of those games, where you can meet other players, create friends, trade with them, maybe find potential party members, which is quite cool. Uh, they also added mounts to the game, which I I mean, the, the open worlds have to be big for them to add mounts. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I, like I was saying earlier, I think that that's also just another way of them... They want they want to be making money off of this for years, off of, and they even said so themselves that they want to be making money off of not just story expansions, but mainly customization things like mm-hmm. skins and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think the whole reason, nice. yes, yeah, so I think they added the mount just to sell you different skins for the mount. That's probably what it's there for. Yeah, I mean Blizzard invests all this time into games because they're expecting a, a big return, and for people to play these games longer than just. A year or six months or you know what I mean? Like the games that Blizzard comes out with, it's like, okay, you're going to play this game for like at least five years or something. You know what I mean? So they need to make some way how to get their investment back. 
So that makes sense. Yeah. Well, here's a, to, to answer your question better. Um, there, here's a couple of things that are bring up. So yeah, there's going to be five distinct reg- regions to explore. Mm-hmm. It's they're all going to feature dynamic uh, dynamic weather and day night cycles, which mm-hmm. is quite cool. Um, and the, the, yeah, the open world is going to be shared, featuring over hundreds of towns that will tie in with social hubs spread throughout the regions, uh, where players can meet each other to trade and form groups. Like, groups, like I was saying, uh, mechanics-wise, for anybody who's uh, uh, listening in who has played Diablo 2, you'll be uh, happy to know that they're bringing back the rune words, which is essentially replacing gems. If you play Diablo 3, they use gems in Diablo 3, Diablo 2, they use rune words. So Diablo 4, they're going back to using rune words, mm-hmm. which I like. It's more more customization, more well, sorry, more strategy involved with how you do your skill trees and how you level up your character, which I think is quite cool. Nice. All right. When, when is the target date for no, no, none? None. Target year? No, none? No, no target year, no nothing. Okay. <laughs> but we assume they now say it now. Same with Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with Overwatch. There's just no details I, I'm on guessing them. Over, I'm assuming Overwatch will come out sometime next year. Oh, you know what? I did miss this, and this is something that I am looking forward to, is they added customization to your class. Whereas you've always had customization before, like you can change your armor to look a specific way, but now you can actually change your guy's face. Uh, you can actually customize their faces and make the character, the base character model, customize it to your liking, which is nice. nice. Um, Alright, another game that I was excited to possibly hear, but we talked about this last week the, with uh, Markiplier, which is Dragon Age 4. There was kind of a tease from Bioware that maybe we'll see uh, another announcement on what day is it going to be? They said... uh, The 3rd? December the 3rd? December 4th. December 4th. They're calling Dragon 4 Age, Age uh, Day, basically Dragon Age Day, um, and that they're like... they. Tweeted out like, "Hey, today marks ten years of Dragon Age. We're excited. Uh, we're excited to join the community's party on December fourth and celebrate a decade together in the world all we love. See you on twelve four for Dragon Age Day." So, people are speculating: Are they actually going to make an announcement, or this just they're just you know uh, they're one hundred percent going to make an announcement. It would be such a boring event if they didn't. <laughs> I mean, they released that <laughs> teaser last year, but it was it had nothing to do with the game. You know what yeah, I mean? Well, wasn't that like because I know that they were they were essentially. Well, Dragon Age Four has been rebooted because the the their first, the Dragon Age Four that they wanted to do mm-hmm. got canceled. So this is like I guess the reboot, if you will, of Dragon Age Four. They wanted to go with the more multiplayer approach, which mm-hmm. I I think like the the Diablo. Uh, sorry, sorry, now I'm going back. Now the uh, the Dragon Age that they were working on uh, before the time with the multiplayer uh, functions that got. Um, Cancelled. I, I can see because, like I said, I played Dragon Age the other day, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, and they added the multiplayer to that. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine that that's what happened there. They were like, "Well, sh- we've already worked on this multiplayer. Let's just port it into the old Dragon Age game." Nice. And the multiplayer is nice. So I would, I think that a, a, a multiplayer Dragon Age game, a new one would be would be great. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. there was a kind of a rumor going around that EA was not expecting to release. Dragon Age 4 so until 2022? Yeah, past yeah. at least. Or at least after 2022. Yeah. Damn, wow. yeah. March 2022. Yeah. yeah, after March 2022. So it'll be a while. Um, so yeah. I'm excited. Uh, you know, Dragon Age, I don't like it as much as Mass Effect, hmm. but it, it's up there, especially with Inquisition, which I thought yeah. was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I just uh, can't believe it's been. I don't know why, but for some reason, I thought the original Dragon Age came out more than 10 years ago. Hmm. I'm trying know. to think. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. It was, I mean, if it came out 2009, that makes sense. Yeah. 
I, don't, well, I, I guess in my mind, for some reason, in my I, mind, Dragon Age came out years before Diablo III. I know 3. Mass Effect was 2007, I think. Mm, that makes sense, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was like that era. Like I felt like 2007, 2008, but I guess 2009. Yeah, no, because Dragon Age came after Mass Effect for sure. Mm, oh, yeah. That's – yeah, for sure. So I, I wasn't sure if it was a year or two. So I guess two years. So 2007 Mass Effect, mm. 2009 yeah. Dragon Age. That makes – yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. Oh I, I've thoroughly enjoyed the Ten first years. Mass Effect. Ten yeah. years. And here, here we are, man, talking about it. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I, won't, I mean, to be fair, I was literally playing Dragon Age Inquisition a week ago. Nice. So hopefully we'll get some more news on December 4th. Uh, Witcher, that trailer dropped. Oh, yeah. We were, we were supposed to talk about it with Markiplier, but one, I hadn't seen it yet. And then we had gone off on a bunch of tangents. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, so, we had more of like an interview with Mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so now that I've seen it, Looks uh-huh. good. Yeah. It's coming out December 20th. You know, mm-hmm. this is one of those things like, okay, I I hope it hooks me straight from the beginning. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. like, here. the problem with these type of shows is they look great, but if they don't grab you right from the start, then you're like, oh, man, I got to – because you're not really watching one episode, right? Yeah. You're watching however many they have. Um, you know, 8, 10, 12, 13 episodes. And so if they don't grab you right away, then you won't feel like, a, like I have to go I think watch the yeah. next yeah. one. I think they'll grab you on that first episode because from – I really hope so as well. From, from what I've heard, they're going for more of like a horror suspense feel. Yes, that's what so, I thought. Which is not what I was expecting. No. But, but it makes sense because the, 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 the books have that kind of ominous feel to it, that kind of ominous suspenseful feel to it. So I like that. I think that's what's going to – I, don't, I, th- I think it'll get you in the first episode. Maybe not the first half of the first episode, but by the end of the first episode, it seems like the kind of show where it's like, oh, I, just, I need to know more. I need answers. There's definitely a lot more magical, fantastical mm-hmm. elements. Yes. Remember the thing with Game of Thrones was they kind of tricked the casual fan into Star to Watch because like they limited a lot of oh, yeah. the, the magic and mm-hmm. the fantasy. There's in barely there. any in the first season. Yeah. yeah, other than the White Walker. Yeah. like It's like, okay, they talk about dragons. You don't see a dragon. There's no one really talk, that has magic. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. rooted in, in realism. And then slowly they started to reveal some more, even towards the end. And this one's very fantasy. I mean, which well, is yes. very fantasy heavy. Yeah. The show looks you, you very know, fantasy heavy too. I think I think Game of Thrones doing that and having, having already done that dirty work for general mm-hmm. audiences, I think that's why a show like The Witcher is willing to just start taking those risks right away mm-hmm. rather than needing to ease the general audience into it. They're like, listen, you guys watch Game of Thrones. You've seen the dragons. You've seen the yeah. crazy witch ladies. You know, like it, you've already experienced it all. So you shouldn't be too unfamiliar when we start to throw that at you within this first season honestly that trailer blew me away the only thing that's like you know if i had to nitpick one thing Mm -hmm. is the wig is inconsistent the wig (laughs) is (laughs) there are some times where it looks great but there are some times where i'm like that that is a wig for sure (laughs) he bought that one at party city um (laughs) so but i mean other than that like i think the the set designs look Mm -hmm. incredible Mm -hmm. cinematography looks great henry cavill is just like a born badass Mm -hmm. like oh my god he looks so freaking cool in this role um, and that last shot when he's like, I mean, I haven't really played the games or read the books, so I apologize if I don't really know what's going on there. But the all black eyes and the crazy mm-hmm. look on him, I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I am in 
on this show. Uh, going back to what you're saying a little earlier on Caboose, I would almost argue that if it wasn't for Game of Thrones, a series like this would never have happened. Well, oh, it would never have 100% happened. Agree. No, not, oh, 100%. With, not, with the, not with the budget it 100%. has. No, no, no. You know I mean, I mean? That's, yeah. Game of Thrones wouldn't have happened if Lord of the Rings didn't happen. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's, it's right, all right, this right. progression. And it all flows. Like, I don't think, like, I mean, we're getting a Lord of the Rings series, but I don't think that that would have been greenlit if it wasn't for Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. which is yeah. weird because Game of Thrones could have happened without yeah. the Lord of the Rings, the movies. Full circle, man. It all exactly. comes back. Yeah. There's always that, that that point, right? I mean, right. I mean, a lot of like comic book movies now, everyone's like loving them, but back in the day, it was very hard that's to get them is. made. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's also why it's like I'm hoping that the reason I want this to do good is because I want to see more more adaptations from I mean this is an adaptation from the book more than the video game but with it's still within that realm of like gaming I would love oh, to see more yeah. like good adaptations from games to film you know speaking of which I got this just in the email where is it here we go oh that just reminded me here we go. we're getting a Mortal Kombat movie I forgot about that yeah. oh yeah <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. This morning, Showtime and 343 Industries announced the production of yes. the Halo series is set to begin. The show <laughs> is set to be released in 2021. So it won't come oh, out ne- next year. It'll be in 2021. They'll probably start yep. production early next year, I'd imagine. So, they're but, filming, I think they did. They're, they're filming they, in Budapest yeah, right set, now. Yeah, right? So wow. it's set to begin. Yeah. So that means they're starting. They're on their way. So it's finally happening because... You know, with the Ooh, whole, fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed on that one. Yo, who's who's doing it? You said uh, which studio? It's uh, on. It's on Showtime. It's on Showtime. It's on Showtime. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, so I don't see. I don't. I don't see any reason as to why they would need to cancel. So it looks. I, I, I'm sure it'll come out great. I'm. Uh, I hope so. I'm worried about that Cow- Cowboy Bebop series coming out. Mm, that's on Netflix, right? Yeah, I mean, like uh, yeah. they're they're not filming right now because the uh, the lead actor, yes, John Cho, yeah, you got, John, you got into yeah. an accident day yeah. one of filming. Yeah, that sucks. Like big, like you had to go get surgery. Big accident. Yes, yeah. like they had to delay it for a while. Six months. They had yeah. to delay like six months of filming. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So we're not going to get that series anytime soon. But I don't know. I think he'd do a, a good. Um, uh, he 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 would do a good job with Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, next thing we – well, actually, yeah, before I get into the next news stories, I, I put this in here on purpose because I want to talk about this. I don't know if Caboose is playing it, but I know Josh is playing it. Hell yeah. This is the game that – like, why haven't I finished Death Stranding? <laughs> Two reasons. One, like I men- mentioned in the review, like I just it, – it, the story is very compelling. I want to play it for the story, but the gameplay is not compelling to me. And then the second reason is Outer Worlds came out. And I'm having a blast playing that. Oh, I can't put it down. Like nice. it's it, it's definitely brings me back to those it, Fallout days. Not only that though, but now having played it some more and realizing, okay, and we talked about this last week, it's not so much open world. It's like mini worlds, like uh, Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I'm getting this Mass Effect feel from it, mm. right? Because you're traveling from planet to planet, and you're, you're you know like there's like a space station that you can hang out in. You can jump to this world and go. And there's all these different side missions. So it's like a, almost like this blend. I'd say like 75% Fallout, 25% Mass Effect in there. Oh, I, yeah, I agree. I'd, I'd say the same. But like for me, the, the, like I just wanted another Fallout New Vegas so badly. Mm-hmm. And this is the closest thing I'm ever going to get to it. And I keep feeling these heavy uh, 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 Fallout New Vegas vibes with the with the companion system and mm-hmm. all that. 
man, I, it's it's been wonderful. I I have I have two accounts that I'm playing on because. I'm one of those people that like I hate making decisions. So as soon as oh I make as soon as God. I make as soon as I make a decision, I've got to go hop on the other PlayStation with my other uh, account and make the opposite decision and see where uh, that takes man. me. Man, just make a choice and live with it. That's yeah, life. Yeah, if if you're one of those people that can't make decisions, <laughs> this game is going to be a tough cookie for you in that regard. Uh, but yeah, I'm having so much fun playing it. Like I mentioned before, awesome. that they refined the the UI from the fallout days so now everything is just more streamlined where yeah. so you you get to do more within a shorter amount of time right yeah. you, you, as much as i love like i said a fallout and those type of games like there was kind of a slowdown factor in terms of like going through the menus or, or whatnot or this one kind of speeds things up a bit. yeah um and yeah i'm having a blast playing it the only f- qualm I have with it and it is such a small thing mm-hmm. actually if anything I see them patching this real fast is that you have to really be in, in terms of looting things like I'm, if I run into a room and I want to just loot everything I want to pick everything up just spam the square button pick it all up but it's an issue of yeah. you really if your cursor is just like an inch away from that object you will not pick it up yeah. you have to really make sure yeah. that it's like like I just wish there was a bit more of a buffer zone for when yeah. it comes to picking things up so I don't have to be so accurate like I'll struggle to pick think, pick things up sometimes mm-hmm. you know what I mean uh, but that's the, that's my only qualm with how, it how many hours are you into it <sighs> Let's see. I'm probably about on my main on my main one. I'm probably about ten, maybe eleven okay. hours in so far. Uh, on the other one, I'm about eight hours in. Because um, like I'm playing them both like completely different people, but like mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm one of those people where I have to do that. I will say this though. I see more of an emphasis. The game's also kind of easy, in my opinion. If you're playing it on normal, I I, I had to switch to hard right away. It was Did you? normal was too easy for me for combat. It was I was just running around destroying people like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did put a lot of my stats into strength, but even then, it shouldn't have been that easy from the get-go. Uh, the game is more, in my opinion, the game is a lot more focused on dialogue, and I love that. Yeah, this is the first time in these type of games where I actually start boosting my dialogue skills. From, Usually, the, from the get-go, you should, Like yeah. in uh, in all the Fallout games, like I would never boost my, my mm. charisma slash dialogue tree skills and it's pivotal in this game yes. like you have to if you don't it's like there it puts you in some shitty situations yeah. man but i like it like i started boosting my i boosted my persuade from my other character yeah. to like i think right now i'm only like level i think 12 or 13 but my persuade is on like 75 or almost 80 i can just, i can walk up to people and just do whatever i want now and just talk to them i can smooth talk my way into any situation it's so much fun um it's great. I can I can essentially steal from anybody too now because I can just walk into their house, steal look, it. look them square in the face, <laughs> steal their belongings, and they're like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And I'll just be like, "Oh, I was just leaving," <laughs> and, they, and they're like, "Oh, fair enough," because my persuade is so high. Nice, uh, but yeah, I'm really enjoying that. We have uh, Jedi Fallen Order coming out mm. next week. I think it's going to do very well. Genuinely, just got the review code. Download it now as we speak. Yeah, I got a review code. Yeah. Can I just going back to Outer Worlds? Can I just say right now? Can I just say how absurdly, like, how awesome it is that that game is on Game Pass? Yes. Like, mm. I will one hundred percent be playing Outer Worlds at some point. Yeah. And the fact that I can go pick up Game Pass right now for a dollar to get one month and play that game is nuts. Yeah. Like that is ridiculous. And Gears Five. Brand, yeah. Yeah. Like, those are both brand and, new and, games. And I think what, isn't, isn't Fallout Four and New Vegas on there as well? New Vegas is on there for sure. I know that. I, I don't Fallout know if Fallout Four is. I know I'm it was. Pretty sure it is. I, I know it was. Yeah. Well, if it, if it was, then it then it probably still is. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's so much value in Game Pass that I feel 
everyone is overlooking because of this because of the stupid console war. Like how much is if, that if everyone just it's like well, 15 right? Or 10. It's a base price. Yeah, it's ten. If you right? want to get Game Pass Ultimate, where you get Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass, it's fifteen dollars a month. Whereas if you already have Gold, it's ten dollars a month. That makes and sense. I think they're still doing, and I think I still think they're they're doing a deal where you can get the first month for a dollar. So if I wanted to, I could I could get Game Pass for a dollar, get that first month, play through Outer Worlds, play through Gears Five, and you know what? If I'm done with those games, I could cancel my subscription, and I'll have played two really good games for a dollar. For one dollar, <laughs> like what? This is the, the fu- this is the future of gaming. Well, it's, it's going to be the subscription smokes. based. I used system. to I used to use PlayStation Now a lot when it first came out because when when I mean when streaming video games was a th- like a couple years ago like the idea of streaming video games I mean it still blows my mind now but back then it really blew my mind the fact it still that blows my mind like two or three years ago <laughs> I was streaming PS3 games that that blew my mind but PlayStation Now was always twenty dollars a month mm-hmm. and one day it dropped down to ten dollars a month and I didn't know why and now I know why yeah <laughs> now I know why um, so this yeah. kind of leads into the next topic I want to talk about because I I think. This outer world success. One, the critics are loving it. Oh, yeah. The fans, the fans are, lo- are loving, loving it. Yeah. it. We mentioned the whole Fallout seventy six debacle, which now just kind of lessens them and makes Outer Worlds and Obsidian look better, great. Yeah. Look who else is the big winner from all this? Microsoft, because mm-hmm. they picked up this studio, and I don't know if it was something they saw in Outer Worlds or they just like and Obsidian. They yeah, didn't they pick it off like it was during development or just after development yeah, they picked it up? It yeah. was like after no no no. Before the game was it released was, but after it was made? It would no, it was right before they made the I think the had the either the trailer announcement or whatever last year before yeah. the game awards. I just kn- some, yeah, I just know that that was the reason that they were acquired for the most part was yeah. Outer Worlds. So yeah. now they have a win. They had now yeah. they have an exclusive to this game that people are loving. That also was on multi-platform. So now you're like, okay, I just played it on the PS4 and I loved it. I've got to play the next Outer Worlds. And yeah, it, oh, sorry, it's only gonna be on the Xbox. I was gonna say that's that's where that's that's where it's gonna get me. And you best believe the game's so good, I'm gonna buy an Xbox if that happens. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the big winner out of all this, I think, is Microsoft, which leads mm. into the second, uh, the next uh, topic, which is. PlayStation, uh, the CEO, Jim Ryan, says he's interested in expanding Sony's lineup of uh, first-party studios, but they're going to be cautious and careful about Mm. who they acquire. Because obviously they acquired Insomniac Games, which was a big win for them. Big win. Yeah, with with Spider-Man. And I'm sure the sequel will definitely be there and drive a lot of sales on the PS5. Speaking of Insomniac, one of my favorite studios... And talking about platformers earlier, I, I want some more platformers from Insomniac. Mm-hmm. Insomniac makes amazing platformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, did anybody here play Sunset Overdrive? Played a bit of it. I was saying it's a really fun game. That was that was ex- a really fun. Yeah, that game. was only Xbox, which was I wanted to play it so bad. I got it on PC, mm-hmm. paid for it, bought it, and then found out my PC can't handle it. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's such that's another game that was just so it looked so fun. And Insomniac does such a good job of making fun games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I think this is a, a you know something that the Sony and uh, PlayStation are, are looking into. I'm just wondering, you know, when it comes to we, we mentioned uh, Google Stadia starting their first party studio and just it's it's just, it's just going to start, man. Mm-hmm. These the studios are going to be gobbled up left and right. Like next year, so many yeah. at the beginning of next year, yeah. so many studios are going to yeah. be bought up. Yeah. 
So, all right. Especially um, after Google Stadia uh, releases. Next topic, we have some uh, best Black Friday 2019 sales. You have the console. Oh, boy. 199. I'm, I'm so upset. Oh, boy. A 199 wow. for a PS4 Slim oh, Terabyte. I just PS4. bought a PS4 <laughs> just so I could play Death Stranding, which I ended up being Hold disappointed with. Did you with. get a bundle? Did you get a bundle? No, I just bought the oh, system. There was no sales on it. No, so. re, no, not even a re, oh, refurbished no. copy? Not secondhand? Not just, no. Oh, my God. Damn. I, I wanted the warranty. Yeah, so I basically lost Slim. I basically lost eighty bucks. <laughs> well, and, hold and, on, and a bunch because, of games because it comes with yeah, a bunch of games. Yeah, it comes with Last of Us Remastered, God of War, and Horizon Zero Dawn. That is the three deal of, of the yeah. century. Yes. Like, if you don't That's have a perfect. PlayStation, start saving up right now because this is the ultimate deal right now. It comes with three of the best games. For the PlayStation, yeah, and the actual like the slim console, which is fine. It's not. It's but not. The I, I don't PS4 think this. Pro, I don't think this is out now, right? This is like going to happen no, on Black Friday. No, I think so. This is their Black Friday deal. Yeah, yeah. they're just so, yeah. letting everyone know this is what's happening. But yeah, fantastic they're deal. This nuts. is what I was looking for when I was uh, about to buy it. I know. I'm and so honestly, sorry, those man. those three games are must plays. If you haven't played them, uh, but I have yet. them now. Oh yeah, <laughs> I have them now. Last of Us I got for free. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's God fair. of War I bought, but it wasn't expensive. Okay. It was ten bucks or whatever. Yeah. So, okay, that's fair. <sighs> man, uh, if you honestly, I know, I know. Where's my eighty dollars? You need back? to play. You need that's to, a tough one. That's if a tough I can, one, that's... if I can find my old copy of Horizon Zero Dawn, I re- you you. I so think it's kind of would... like I bought Death Stranding. It kind of is like you yeah. bought Death Stranding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the sixty eighty bucks you yeah. missed out on. All right, but yeah, that's a that's another awesome deal. Uh, they're doing an accessories deal where you can get the mm. PSVR bundle with yeah. Resident Evil three or seven, uh, Astrobot, Skyrim VR, PlayStation Worlds, and Everybody's Golf VR for two hundred bucks, which that's is a great deal. great deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. great it's a great really, deal. Really good deal. Um, some more Modern Warfare for it's going to be forty bucks. Call of Duty Days Gone twenty bucks. Still not worth it. Spider Man Game of the Year edition, <laughs> Game of the Edition fifteen. That's what I might pick up. That's a Spider-Man, good deal because yeah. I don't have Spider Man yet. No, uh, that's what I do that. have. I do have God of War though. So you'll, you'll have I have it. Last of Us Remastered. Look, I don't have time <laughs> for all these games, all these TV shows, all these movies. <laughs> Everyone needs to sl- simmer down. All yeah, right? exactly. It's, you know, that's oh, why I like when, when Last of Us Part Last of Us Part Two was like they're delaying. I'm like, yes, thank God. I was like the only person. Yes, they delayed it. I can play these other games first. Oh, that's great. I can so, finish Outer Worlds. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> there'll be plenty more deals. We'll talk about them. So uh, as we wrap up this uh, stuff, uh, Caboose, what are you playing right now? Uh, <laughs> I'm still really addicted to Destiny Two. I, okay. I should just be honest, but. I, after all this talk today, I got to get Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. I have to just play it for myself, give my own opinion on it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, if I'm on next week, hopefully by next week I can give a better opinion awesome. on my thoughts on that. Yeah, game. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Um, yeah, and then I will I will get Game Pass really soon because I do want to play Outer Worlds as well. Oh, There's yeah. a couple of other games on Game Pass that I do got to play. Like they have Doom on there, and I got to play Doom. Oh, Doom's great, um, man. Obviously. You know they got games like Fallout New Vegas, and and there's there, there's a lot to offer there on Game Pass. So I'm I'm gonna get Game Pass soon so I can play some Outer Worlds and hopefully get an opinion on that as well. But uh, I've just been really wrapped up in Destiny. Nice. Uh, any Apex yeah. Legends season three for you? A little bit, a little, little bit here and there, sprinkling it in there. Not too much, but I'm playing it. Caboose. They added duos. Did you know that? Oh really? Yeah. Yesterday they dropped a duo mode. Is it mode. permanent? 
I, I mean, I don't know if it's permanent, but you can play duos right now on Apex. I can't oh, believe we didn't bring that up. Oh, that is awesome. That's a bit of a Hell game yeah. changer because I'm always, I'm always in like a two-man party uh-huh. playing with a stranger. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Right. very happy to have duos. Well, I, I've been wondering why they never just decided to add a solo duo mode just Permanent, permanently yeah. to the game. You know, like why, why the hell not? I don't know. I, but I, I, hey, I guess, I'm excited for that. I guess some of the characters really rely on you having to be in a team, you know? Yes, Like Watson, Watson true. works a bit better when you're in a team. Mm-hmm. Lifeline that works better true. when you're in a team. You know, yeah, right. um, but yeah, all right. Well, give, give me, give me a fourteen mode. I mean, let's try yeah. it out. You know, nice. Uh, so, Caboose, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Caboose Ek. Josh, uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Josh and Twitch at Josh underscore Toki. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Think Hero, Instagram Dennis.tzng. Make sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Collider Games. Also subscribe to the Collider podcast feed. That's the factory feed. We're on there every single week. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys. And comment. Tell us what games you've been playing yeah. this week. And yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Stay little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.